0: O artista deve ser considerado como um todo. O artista deve ser O e é Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, June 6, 2020. And welcome to episode number 210 of the WWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is WWS Power Hour. Once again, this is Mr. Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you. As we get said, of course, to go through everything that took place, of course, here this week in the radio network. Also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll be also be running through, of course, uh, any updates that we have, of course, concerning our prediction title challenge. The NXT, in your house, the NXT Takeover In Your House pay-per-view, of course, happening to, uh, that will take place tomorrow night. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be, of course, bringing you some rest of the news tidbits courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you care to chime in on anything and everything that we have to discuss here this evening on episode 210 of Power Hour, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is one 562 444 caller ID 141364 pound and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to discuss here this evening ladies and gentlemen let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling here as we of course now go into of course our deep discussion of of course our wrestling history and birthdays here for today uh, June 6th of course this is now 6.14pm Eastern time of course and here we go as we started off here Let's see here. Let's see. On this date in 1979 in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, Vern Gagne and Mad Dog Bashan defeated Pat Patterson and Ray Stevens to pick up the AWA World Tag Team titles. Also on this date in 1985, Ken Patera and Masa Sayido are found guilty of battery on a police officer causing causing cr- criminal damage to property and, of course, obstruction of justice. This stems from the 19, April 1984 incident where Patera threw a rock through the window of a McDonald's in Waukesha, Wisconsin, after they refused service after hours. Then the two men assaulted the arresting officers when they were found at a hotel. Patera was convicted on two counts of battery and one count of criminal damage when Saido was convicted on three counts of battery and one count of the obstruction of justice. Both men were sentenced to two years in prison. Saido and Patero were also fined as they were not in the courtroom when the verdict was read. saido returned to his native Japan after his early release from prison and would feud with Antonio Inoki. His most notable bout with him went more than two hours all over uh, Ganyu-Jima Island. Saido would be the next to last AWA World Heavyweight Champion, winning the title in February 1990, Saito retired in February 1999 and worked with Diamond Ring, a Japanese independent, from 2006 until its closure in 2014. Patera joined the WWF following his release in 1987 and feuded with his former manager, Bobby Heenan. The two were together in the AWA in the early 1980s and, of course, uh, Heenan, the Heenan family. Ken returned to the AWA in 1989 and would briefly hold the AWA World Tag Team titles with Brad Regans. Ken wrestled m- most recently in au- as recent as August 2011 in a loss to Bob Backlund for Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me just let me here to double check my uh, double check my math here, folks. Uh, on this date here in 1993 in Albany, New York, Shawn Michaels defeated Marty Jannetty to win the Intercontinental Title. Of note, Kevin Nash made his WWF debut as Shawn Michaels' unnamed bodyguard. He would, would eventually be christened as Diesel, which is a play on Detroit's nickname, The Motor City. Nash is actually from Detroit. How did Nash end up in the WWF? <clears throat> he pulled a few strings, uh, seen as the WWF had interest, and his WWF career was at a dead end. He came up with a story that his wife was threatening to leave him if he didn't quit wrestling. To gain sympathy, he told a few wrestlers who had an ear with management. WCW management was sympathetic to his case and he got his outright release. Upon getting said release, he faxed a copy to J.J. Dillon, who was in charge of talent relations at the time for the WWF. Just three days after wrestling would would, would be his final bout for WCW, <clears throat> and his first, stint, of course, which was a loss to Big Sky, with to the Colt tw- Twins. He made his WWF debut. Uh, time to bout airs, Nash had already joined the WWF. Nash, as Diesel, would go on to a pretty much career in the WWF, winning the WWF Triple Crown, which was the world title, the Intercontinental title, and tag team titles in 1994, and would hold the WWF title for a full year, which was the longest reign of the entire 1990s decade. Also, on this date here, ladies and gentlemen, in, let me see, yes, 1997, ECW presented WrestlePalooza 97 from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia. Highlights of the event played on the June 14th, June 21st, and June 28th episodes of ECW Hardcore TV. Here are the matches that took place Shane Douglas defeated Chris Chietti to retain the ECW World TV title. The Pitbulls, number one and number two, defeated the full blooded Italians, who were Little Guido and Tracy Smothers. The Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, defeated the Sandman and Balls Mahoney. Terry Funk defeated Chris Candido to retain the ECW World Heavyweight title. Tommy Dreamer defeated Raven in a Loser League's Town match. As a result, Raven was forced to leave ECW. This was obviously a write-off for Raven as he was WCW bound. This was also the first time Dreamer defeated Raven in a one-on-one match in 14 tries, dating back to April of 1995. Dreamer had little time to enjoy the fruits of his victory as he was attacked post-match by Jerry Waller. RVD, and Sabu. Speaking of which, Sabu did defeat Taz. Taz defeated Shane Douglas via submission to win the ECW World TV title. Had Taz not been able to submit Douglas in three minutes, he would have left ECW for 90 days. Taz submitted Douglas with 10 seconds to spare. And the Eliminators, John Cronos and Perry Saturn, defeated Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley. <clears throat> On this date in the year 2000, at a WCW Thunder Taping in Knoxville, Tennessee, Chavo Guerrero, who was also known as Lieutenant Loco of the, Mif- of the Misfits in Action, defeated Daphne and Disco Inferno in a three-way match to win the WCW Cruiserweight title. Despite being in WCW since May 1996, this is Chavo's first championship with the company. On the same show, Eric Bischoff awards the WCW Hardcore title to Big Vito and the DeBull, Bischoff allowed a duo to defend the championship as a team since they helped with his win over Terry Funk the night before also <clears throat> on the, on this date as well is uh, let in uh, let's see give me, give me this one second. in 2005 Joey Styles signs a deal with WWE to announce ECW19 stand and additional ECW material on WWE Classics on demand. The deal eventually led to Styles becoming, i bet briefly, the lead announcer for Monday Night Raw, before being moved to the revived ECW brand a year later. In 2008, he was named Director of Digital Media Content. He would later be promoted to Vice President in the same division. Joy Styles was released in August of 2016. Also on this date, in 2005, on Monday Night Raw from St. Louis, Missouri, John Cena is the first man selected in the WWE Draft Lottery. The Draft Lottery was formatted differently from the 2002 and 2004 editions, with the 10 selections, 5 for Raw and 5 for SmackDown, spread out over a few weeks. Cena, at the time, was the WWE Champion. With the World Heavyweight Champion Batista still on Raw, that would leave SmackDown without a World Champion for a few weeks. That would be rectified when Batista, still World Heavyweight Champion, is announced as the final pick in the Draft Lottery for SmackDown. Uh, Let's see here. 2008 at ROH, up for grabs in Hartford, Connecticut. The age of the fall, who was Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black. Of course, Tyler Black is now known as Seth Rollins. Defeated Kevin Steen and El Generico, who of course now is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, in the finals of a one-night tournament to win the ROH World Tag Team titles. Fans were not happy with Jacobs and Black winning. So much so, the fans threw trash in the ring one fan even threw a chair in the ring. Let's see On the day, 2010, A presented Triple Mania 18 from the Sports Palace, which is the, translate, the translated name, in Mexico City. And here are the matches that took place here. And I'll do my best to pronounce this here, folks. If, if, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing you this. Octagon Cito defeated Mini Abismo Negro. Mini Charlie Manson, Masquerita Divina, Masquer- Masquerita Sagrada, Mini Chessman, Mini Psychosis, and Mini Hysteria in a TLC match to win the Triple A Minis title. Las Gringas Locust, who was Jennifer Blake, Rain, and Sexy Star, defeated Cynthia Marino, Fabi Apache, and Mary Apache. As a result of the loss, the Apaches and Marino were forced to become slaves to Las Gringas Locas for a month. Los Menonicos, Manonico, Silver King, and Ultimo Gladiator defeated La Herm- Hermandad Extrema, who was Nico and Joe Leiter, uh, Beer Money, James Storm, and Robert Rood, and the team of Joe Shiozaki and Atushi a- Aoki in a four-team elimination match to win the AAA World Tag Team titles. Team Hijo de Tarantis, Alex Koslov, Chesman, and Hernandez Defeated Team Pereiro, which was Heavy Metal, heavy metal Octagon, and Pepinella Escalarta, 3 2 in a Steel Cage Lucha de Apuesta match. As a result of the loss, Piero's head was shaved. Cibernetico and Abyss defeated Vampiro and El Zorro in an Extreme Rules match. Jack Evans defeated Nazawa, Christopher Daniels, and Extreme Tiger to win the Triple A Cruiserweight title. Dr. Wagner Jr. defeated Electroshock to win the AAA World Heavyweight title, and LA Park defeated La Parca to keep the La Parca name. On this date here in 2011, Tommy Dreamer announces that he was leaving TNA after the two sides failed to come to terms on a new contract. He would have his final appearance for the company five days later in Memphis. Dreamer, whose real name of course is Thomas Laughlin, was in the company for just a, for just a year. But he had a hand in putting together the ECW reunion show for TNA, which was called Hardcore Justice. Lachlan returned to TNA as a road agent in 2014, save for a couple appearances in the year before. He would be fired late in the year after an argument with producers, after the company canceled a planned tour of India. <clears throat> Also on this date, 2011, Andy Levine is announced the winner of the Tough Enough Reboot on Raw from Richmond, Virginia. Just two months after his win, he violates WWE's wellness policy and is suspended for 30 days. He's released in April 2012, less than a year after his win. As of 2017, he was competing for World Wrestling Council, which was based out of Puerto Rico. Also on this date here in 2012, Barbie Blank, of course, and we remember, is Kelly Kelly is granted time off by WWE. On the road full-time since she was 19, Barbie was looking to spend time with her family and boyfriend and to also recharge her batteries and possibly look for endorsements and other opportunities outside WWE. Once reports of her looking for endorsements and other opportunities outside WWE surfaced, the company attempted to sign her to a new deal, which she would turn down. The feeling among the locker room was she may not be back for a long time if ever she did come back in early August, but would be released less than two months later. In a December 2012 interview with the Poughkeepsie Journal, Blank said she needed time off to recover from a neck injury, and she had plans to model. Outside of an appearance for Northeast Wrestling in December 2012, she has been away from wrestling ever since. Of course, you know, ladies and gentlemen, she has made several appearances in WWE recently. Remember, if you remember the 25th anniversary of Raw, uh, she made an appearance there about some of the greatest uh, female superstars of course during that time and also she did take part in the uh, first ever women's royal Rumble match back in 2018 uh, let's, let's see ladies and gentlemen if we have any birthdays to report I think we may we may have one or two there was some talk there was a, might be some birthdays here but uh, let's go ahead and see if we can let's see if we can locate that information here Uh yes, we do have we do have several birthdays. We have three birthdays to talk about here today. Ladies and gentlemen, we do wish a very happy 50th birthday to former WWF superstar Ahmed Johnson. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy 35th birthday to the current WWE champion Drew McIntyre. And also ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy 42nd birthday to uh <clears throat> I don't know if she still competes in Impact or not, uh, where where she was a big part when it was was TNA a long time ago. Um, But happy 42nd birthday to ODB. So happy birthday, like I said, to Ahmed Johnson, Drew McIntyre, and ODB here today. Let's give you the phone number one more time here, folks. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-364-POUND. This is, of course, episode 210 of WWs Power Hour uh, for uh, Saturday, June 6, 2020. Mr. WSWUS, Chad Hinshaw here with you on the line. Uh, <clears throat> it is now 6.28 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, Eastern Time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, before we go any further, I do have to make one, uh, one, of course, one announcement here. Um, it's kind of a little bit, a little, a little, programming note here. And I normally, normally I do not do this until after, uh, until WS this morning, tomorrow, but I was just made aware of this situation earlier this this morning um, <clears throat> and I asked for, of course, prayers for the family of one of our own here, the Iceman Jared D. Uh, I will go ahead I will, I will say due to a I will not say who because I do not have specifics, but uh, but but the, but the Iceman can explain it a little bit better uh, when he returns. Um, but uh, but he did have, of course, he sadly had a death in the family. I believe it happened in about several about two or three days ago. So forgive me if I'm not exactly sure, but it did happen just recently. Our thoughts and prayers are with, of course, the Iceman's the Iceman's family here and family here today. As a result of this, ladies and gentlemen, he did find out that the that the, the special arrangements that, were, that was made for the member of his family that did pass on uh, is going to be around the time that he's scheduled to come on WWS Raw Radio on Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Episode two forty five of Raw Radio will be hosted by me, Mr. W. WSW, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw of course, Monday afternoon, starting at three o'clock. We may start a little bit after three, but of course, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just keep in mind about the show. The, the show's format will not change. Uh, we will, of course, talk about. Of course, give you the latest wrestling news and views. We will also, of course, John will put, will update us with, of course, the latest uh, with, the, of course, all the uh, history and birthdays for uh, today. Also, of course, tomorrow and also on Monday. <clears throat> also, of course, we will talk about. Uh, we will talk about the official results uh for the uh nxt takeover in your house event coming uh of course it'll be coming up tomorrow we'll do some discussion on it we will also of course do some talking as far as of course the backlash event which is coming up not tomorrow but next sunday uh so we'll definitely do some discussion about that plus also of course we'll bring you of course our raw ratings and we'll, we'll do of course our raw ratings and uh our predictions for, of course, what the ratings will be for Monday Night Raw, as well as what we think the main event is going to be. Uh, so, But ladies and gentlemen, I will be, like I said, filling in for J.D., of course, for episode 245 of WWS Raw Radio. Of course, this Monday afternoon, starting at 3 o'clock right here on Talk Shoe. phone number 138, call ID 138-744-POUND. Be sure to listen in on everything, listen in on our uh, broadcast here Monday afternoon. So once again, our thoughts and prayers will be with the Iceman. We'll with, 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 be with the family and friends of the Iceman, Jerry D. as we said, due to, of course, like I said, a sudden passing in his family. Um, and, of course, their services are around the time that, like I said, he's scheduled to be here for Raw Radio that I will be filling in. And if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you remember back around the middle of January before all this situation with the pandemic and all hit and everything like that, you might remember that me and Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, Did attend a SmackDown show that they held at the Greensboro Coliseum, and and this was on a Friday night. And you do remember JD did actually fill in for me, so we we did kind of work things out and said this was kind of a this was kind of a uh, repaying the favor since we did never got a chance to really do that. This would pretty much, like I said, kind of symbolize that. So, like I said, that's what we mean when you say that we look after each other here in WCWS. That like I said, if someone has if one of us has to fill in for the other. Like a lot of our folks, have, as I always, ask to try to fill in for me on different occasions if I can't make it on. But, but like I said, we, but like I said, I mean, in this case, like I said, this is a sudden situation, and like I said, I'm, I'm more than happy, of course, to fill in, of course, for your normal host, the Ice manager D. Girolamo. <clears throat> but we will see, of course, a lot of our guys here, including, I'm sure, like I said, the Human post Machine, John Gross, also the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. As well as, of course, uh, the Kennedy Club Patal, and I'm sure we will have several other folks pop on pop on here as pop on as well this coming Monday afternoon. <clears throat> this coming Monday afternoon at three o'clock, right here on Talk Show. So be sure to listen in on that. Coming up on six thirty-three, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and give you a quick rundown of what took place in the radio network here this week. Uh, keep in keep in mind, uh, we did talk about what happened with Monday Night Raw this past from this past Monday. We talked about it. Uh, we did <clears throat> we did get in of course um, our thoughts about aew and NXT uh, we also of course got in of course predictions here um, find out who was all going to take part in our prediction title challenge for the NXT takeover event this Sunday uh, we did have of course a lot of uh, lot, lot of uh, Words and discussion thrown out from everyone, of course, including like I said, The Iceman, the Human Suplex Machine, the Heartbreak Kid, of course, the King of Clubs, also the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. We also got to hear from uh, the Soul Man Justin Lewis Fleming. We also got to hear from the Shack Attack Shaquille Cole Cepus, as well as several, uh, as, as well as several others, of course, folks. So be sure. So, like I said, we did have a big, some big-time talk here.
1: We also, ladies
0: and gentlemen, this past Thursday on Wolfpack did have, of course, a, a trivia championship series matchup pitting uh, John versus Mitt. Of course, as you remember, Mitt's first pre- prediction title challenge earned him an opportunity to choose uh, who he wanted to face for his, uh, which was going to be his first one. But, of course, he's won other belts since that time. Uh, but, of course, of course, we did fulfill that obligation and we did take care of that as he did go one-on-one with John for the Undisputed Era title. And it was a very close close one, but John did retain the Undisputed Era championship. Um, but it was a good match nonetheless. Uh, <clears throat> and speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, let me go ahead and run, run it down here as far. And also, by the way, of course, we did, uh, we did finish up, of course, our, our, our discussion about SmackDown last night. We also, of course, JD did get in his thoughts and opinions about what happened Wednesday with AEW and NXT. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of a uh, lot of talk here uh, about where everything was gonna go what everything was gonna do and everything how everything was gonna happen and everything like that. So uh, nonetheless, like I said, it was a very big time week here of course of so nothing but big time wrestling talk and talk from other fronts here as well. So be sure. So, like I said, go back and please listen to some of our past episodes of all of our shows here. As we, of course, did cover, of course, everything going on, stuff going on in the world of wrestling, and of course, uh, pro wrestling, of course, pop culture, and everything else in between, as we always, of course, promise. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we did, uh, we did do have an update. Speaking of the prediction title challenge, we do, of course, have a look, we do have several updates here. We can go ahead and inform you. This past Wednesday, of course, as you know, there was a sixth match added on to the event. We did get that one in time, and everyone did get an opportunity to get their thoughts and opinions in on that sixth match. Uh, as of right now, officially, I do have, I do, I can confirm that, um, as as you know, we did mention uh, that Shaq, of course, obviously is our is our newest uh, is, of course, this, this is his first opportunity to, of course, gain and op- gain instead uh, of a title, and this time, ladies and gentlemen, instead of a title, uh, we all that everyone has an opportunity to take part in this, has an opportunity to earn a title shot, and I will be the one that will be awarding those title shots to, ev- to everyone. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, this is going to be Shaq's first opportunity for this, and we're glad to have him on board here. And, of course, as you know, J.D., John, Michelle, Mitt, and Fonzie, of course, did sign up here. Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, actually was the very first one that did pop up for anyone, and we did get his predictions in, including we did get the last one for him. Uh, we did not hear from uh, Danny Oak Park, and uh, the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach had told us that she was not originally going to do it. But earlier today, ladies and gentlemen, we did get, of course, uh, Michelle's picks in. Finally, uh, Danny has Danny did decide to sign on. He left us. He left us his picks, and Anne officially decided to take part, and she got her picks in as well. But the only person really we're waiting on is the new fellow here, ladies and gentlemen. We're waiting on Shaq to get his thoughts and opinions in. Hopefully, between now and tomorrow, we'll definitely get his stuff. We'll get definitely get his opinions. Get his, get his official picks for uh, who he thinks will win each matchup here. Uh, <clears throat> and as I said, ladies and gentlemen, instead of awarding championship belts, there are, everyone here is not going to have an opportunity to is going to have an opportunity to go after an existing belt versus someone here. So as a result of all that, let me go ahead and run down here, ladies and gentlemen, who we have, of course, uh, who we have here. Of course, uh, uh, so uh, so far here, and like I said, there are there are like I said just six matches here. Um, the, there are like I said just uh, 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 six matches here that will be of course uh, uh, taking place here. And let me go ahead and just run them down here. Uh, first, uh, of course, like I said, uh, first one here the singles match here. Pitting Tommaso Ciampa versus Karrion Cross. I can go ahead and, and go ahead and let everyone know that Bobby, uh, Fonzie, and Ann have chosen Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, and like I said, we don't know what Shaq is going to say. But J.D., John, Michelle, Mitt, and Danny have picked Karrion Cross to win this match. The triple threat match for the NXT Women's Title. Of course, as you know, Charlotte Flair, uh, which. Personally, ladies and gentlemen, my personal opinion, she has no business in even holding it. so she's technically, she is not an NXT competitor. Uh, but still, but but like I said, uh, she is now going to be defending that belt against both Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Uh, as for who everyone has chosen, let me just let's go ahead and run it down here. Uh, Bobby, uh, JD. Bonzi, Danny, and Ann have chosen Reeve Ripley. Uh, John and Mitt are choosing Io Shirai, and Michelle is choosing Charlotte to retain. So, and like I said, we'll find out from Shaq about where he stands on well, Hopefully, we'll be able to bring that up here. Hopefully, before WWS this morning, tomorrow morning, we'll to try to bring it in sometime today. But if not, like I said, we will, of course, get get everyone's uh, thoughts about this. Uh, we will, of course, like I said, uh, we, I will try to pass that on here as best as we possibly can. Uh, anyway, the match between Finn Balor and Damian Priest is next here. Kind of, kind of mixed up, uh, mixed here with this. But uh, Bobby, Michelle, Mitt, Fonzie, Danny, and Ann have chosen Finn Balor, whereas J.D., John, and Michelle have chosen Damian Priest to win this match. The next one that we have here is the last chance backlot brawl. You know, before the NXT title, of course, Adam Cole, baby, defending the belt against the Velveteen Dream. The stipulation has been placed in this match that the Velveteen Dream does not win. He can no longer challenge for this belt. As long as Adam Cole is still holding on to the uh, champ is still holding on to the belt. Now we're kind of mixed here. We're kind of, we're kind of, uh, uh, We're kind of mixed in with this as well. I will say that John, Michelle, and Danny feel that the Velveteen Dream will pick up the win and the NXT title. Whereas uh, Ann, Bobby, JD, Mint, and Fonzie feel that Adam Cole is going to retain. The next matchup here is the North American Championship match. Keith Lee defending against Johnny Gargano. Uh, it's pretty much a, it's pretty much a straight shot through. Everyone, everyone's feeling feel that Keith Lee is going to retain over Johnny Gargano. Everybody, that's, a, that's really, really the only one that everybody agrees on with that. So, and also the six-woman tag match here. We've got Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox taking on the trio of Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. And... Mitt and Mitt and Danny are choosing uh, Candace Lorraine and her and her and her group, whereas everyone else is choosing me and him and her and her group to pick up the uh, to pick up the win here. Uh, now, as I've also stated, ladies and gentlemen, of course, let me go ahead and state to you what the what the uh, the title opportunities are going to be as of right now. Uh, I will point out that Danny and Michelle have two titles that they'll more than likely have to defend sometime here down the road. And of course, like I said, I will name who will face who or what title. So, uh, first off, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, the, the, the the title shots at stake are as follows. A WCW television title matchup versus Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziggler. A WCW-US Maple Leaf Championship matchup versus Danny from Oak Park. A WCW-US Cerebral Assassin Championship matchup versus the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. An FMW-US World Heavyweight title match versus the Key & Clubs and Nick Patel. A Ring of uh, ROH US Glory of Honor Championship matchup versus the Human Suplex Machine John Gross. An AWA U.S. World Heavyweight Title Match against the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. An NWA US Starcade Championship matchup versus the Iceman Jerry D. Also an NJPW U.S. Wrestle Kingdom Championship matchup versus the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. And <clears throat> And a and a lucha US Lucha US gift of the gods championship matchup versus Danny from Oak Park. So there you have those are the those are the title matches that they'll they'll, they'll end up winning. Of course, like we said now officially ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, we hope to hear, of course, here from Shaq as well. But counting him, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We have nine people taking part in this. So we so we hope so we hope like I said to have more. We hope to have, of course. uh, We hope to have, of course, more. uh, um, uh, We hope to have, like I said, Shaq's predictions in, and like I said, we will, of course, let everyone know about. uh, We will let everybody know about. about who is going to get the shot at what title. And, of course, we'll find out whenever these folks are going to want to do these matches. But, of course, we'll keep everybody apprised of all this here as well. Let's go ahead and bring you this one more time here, folks. Uh, As, as of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to, of course, give you a few uh, pieces of news from both uh, the wrestling and pop culture side of things here as we, of course, go into 6.45 p.m. As we said, of course, on uh, Saturday, June 6, 2020, uh, this is, of course, episode 210 of WWS Power Hour. Mr. WWUS Chad Henshaw here, as the rest of the panel, we took off the handle, of course, are taking it easy. I do see we have one of them on the line as of as of right now, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and bring him on here right now. But I will, of course, I am going to read all, all these stories that we have on display here um, at, on 411mania.com. Before we bring him on, uh, let me go ahead and just let you know about, four, as far as 411 Mania goes, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS radio network for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, including in addition to WWS Power Hour, of course, uh, Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, also, of course, uh, <clears throat> Outside the Ropes, and also WWS This Morning, among others. But anyway, let's go ahead and bring him on the line right now, ladies and gentlemen. He is a 2017 and 2020 WWS WSW, Hall of Famer. He is a contributor to WWS Raw Radio, of course, every Monday afternoon, right here on TalkShoe.com. He's also known as the Heartbreak Kid, ladies and gentlemen, in our radio network circles. And if you think of his other nickname, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to think back to that classic 66 sitcom Happy Days, where, of course, one of the central characters who always – Donned the slick black hair, the white t-shirt, the leather jacket, and also every time he snapped his fingers, was able to get about 10 to 20 women to come at him at one time. And, ladies and gentlemen, he went a little something. He did something special, something spectacular. And it was something, I do believe, something similar to this. He went, Hey. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Fonzie has made it on here with us here. Uh, this is the second uh, Saturday in a row that he's made it on here uh, on WCWS Power Hour. Of course, we do welcome Fonzie to episode 210, sir. I'm really glad to have, uh, have you on here with us here tonight. Uh, right. Fonzie, we're now, we're now going to go ahead and read some uh, some wrestling and pop and pop culture stories here. First at of 411 Mania, so let's sit back here and relax and we'll get your take on a lot of things that are, of course, going on. So just sit tight here for just one second while we, of course, uh, get this underway. We first start off with our wrestling, uh, with our wrestling portion here. Uh, let's see, it come that came out. This story came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas, uh, as apparently Adam Cole addresses reports that he hasn't re-signed with WWE, and he actually talks about. Actually, he discusses wrestling. Without the without the fans, Uh, give us just one second here, folks, while we try, of course, to while we of course try to get this here pulled up. Uh. Uh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. clumsy. Okay, uh, okay. looks like we may have to try another source here. Apparently our computer is not behaving itself here. Uh, um, Let's see. Uh, We don't know what the country is laughing, but... uh, (laughs) <laughs> but like but uh like I said while we to to do, it, we do it. Uh, while we course, uh, while we try of course to get this course pulled up uh, uh uh okay let's see here. Uh you did it. Uh, <laughs> well so, uh, there was one story we we're going to try to bring you. And apparently, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're having difficulty in trying to pull that story up. Uh so in the meantime here, um we do have I think we might have we might have some updated we we might have some updated stories here. Let's go ahead and get you let's get you one, let's get you updated on one right here coming out from Joseph Lee. As a story coming out here saying Triple H says that the talent will rise to the top during the pandemic era shows. In an interview with CBS Sports, Triple H spoke about the current shows WWE has been running during the pandemic and his belief that the talent will rise to the top. And here are some highlights on bringing back in your house for NXT Takeover. Triple H says the following: First of all, the timing was right on it. It just seemed like it seemed right because right now everybody is home and locked in their house and never and now we're doing takeover selling selling at Barclays Center and selling at Chicago and all these different places, and now we're coming back home to Orlando. It just seemed In Your House was very apropos for, for, to the moment. When, he, <clears throat> when we decided to do it, all of a sudden, somebody told me, oh, that's really cool Tuesday's the 25th anniversary. I had no idea about the anniversary of the event, and it worked out great. On his history with In Your House events, Triple H says this, those were fun events, been a fan for a long time you remember those events if you have to be networking you can go back and watch a lot of big historic matches on in your house pay-per-views they're fun in this moment right now with thing going on everyone needs some fun nostalgia comfort foods i think hopefully that's what we can bring with this a little bit of fun and entertainment a blast in the past where you can sit at home and have some comfort food and just enjoy a night of nxt one thing NXT prides itself on is always these takeovers. We always deliver. Multi-difference, 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 multi-difference. On the pandemic era shows, Triple H says the following. So, I'm very proud of the product we've continued to put out. One thing with NXT, we sort of had to drift along on the tail of Raw and SmackDown. So as things were moving, we were kind of last in the movement. A lot of times we were kind of scrambling to pick up the chains last and move with it. That was difficult to do. I think talent has done a remarkable job. I read a quote the other day where a talent said, everybody hates doing these empty arena shows. Of course they do. No one wants to wrestle in an empty arena. No one wants to get this pandemic either. These empty arena shows are what they are. I feel like it's really important right now in the world for people to be entertained. We've done everything we can from a safety standpoint and following guidelines and continue putting on a product. It's a different product and it's hard for talent, especially in NXT where some of the talent, or younger and newer. I can't even imagine if I'd only been in the business for a couple years and I'm just starting to use to have a lot of fans at the shows. Now they take all the fans away. I'm expected to do the matches still and put 100% into everything else. It'd be really hard. It's a tough thing. Everything we're taught to do is in reaction. to Our fans are going to be reactive to that. You guide them and be reactive to that. There's nothing there now to guide you and react to. It's really tough. This isn't going to last forever, and I'm just a big believer. The town will rise to the top. The cream will rise to the top. We continue to put out great shows. People will continue to watch. That's truly what I. That's truly what I believe. Yeah. Uh, there, there you. There you have it right there. Of course. Uh. Uh. There you have it. Like I said, from uh. That's from. That's from Triple H's perspective. One other story here. Then. We'll get to the one that I was going to bring out that came out here, of course, uh, yesterday. But there because that because I definitely there's definitely one I definitely want to read right there. Some various news right here. Uh, uh, Ten from the Dark Order actually has surgery. Uh, no, that's wait a minute, that's not the one. Hold on a second. That's not the one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, apologize about that. Uh, yes, here's some various news from Joseph Lee here. Came out today, an update on the injured referee that took place at SmackDown. Also, Ring of Honor comments on ongoing protest and the greatest knockout returns in the history of the Okay, let's turn that down. With this. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. During, I'm sorry. During, that's cool. during last night's episode of Friday Night SmackDown, referee Daniello and, 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 and Fibio was seemingly injured which led him to being replaced by Jessica Carr during the Lacey Evans versus Sonia Deville match. According to PW Insider, a wasn't actually injured. It was just a way to create a new type of cliffhanger as the show went to a commercial break. Impact Wrestling has released a new video looking at the top five greatest knockout returns. So check out that video, of course, here on the uh, on uh, YouTube. If you're not, if you're not it. And also, ROA Ring of Honor has released a statement standing with the Black Lives Matter movement and the ongoing protests. It it, it says the following, Ring of Honor stands with the peaceful protests occurring around the country that are forcing important conversations and action to address racism in this country. Ring of Honor supports a diverse, inclusive community that treats all people with respect and dignity that they deserve. and We will use our platform to expose instances of racism and prejudice in all forms. We all extend our sincere condolences to the Floyd family. I hope that as a country, we can come together and ensure incidents like this will never happen again. And this was said on ROH's Twitter account uh, at 3:57 p.m. Uh, last last night. So, I mean, yesterday. So, uh, so, so that's that's uh, that's some that's that's a, that's a that's a that's a bold step right there, but. Uh, uh, and one other wrestling story before I go to into some pop culture stories that, of course, that made that that made the rounds. That looks like pretty, pretty interesting. Of course, we've been talking about the situation going on here with Nia Jax. Story came out from Joseph Lee yesterday. As a veteran wrestler, actually does blame Nia Jax for Kari Sane's injury. Let's see. Let me go ahead and read who this is. As for the media previously reported. <clears throat> Kairi Sane suffered an injury on Raw after Nia Jax threw her at the steps, causing her to suffer a deep cut at the top of her head. The word backstage that some people were blaming Jax, but WWE was not, and that still seems to be the case. However, one veteran wrestler told the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that the injury is 100% Jax's fault. The wrestler, who of course is not named here, said this, she didn't whip her, she grabbed her by the head and... Threw, and sho- threw her and shoved her. It was 100% Nia's fault. She never let Kari find her balance after, after pulling, pulling her out of the ring. She then, well, come on. She, she never let Kari find her balance after pulling her out of the ring. She then pushed her head down so Kari would be unable to see and then threw her, threw her forward hard, head first, off balance towards the steps. Kari had zero chance. Apparently a wrestler that's not being named here apparently he is pointing the finger at Nia Jax. And I think a lot of other people are, are pretty much kind of pointing the finger at it. I mean, Nia Jax is one Nia Jax is one big girl. I mean, it's just as easily for her. She's kind of like a female version of Braun Strowman. She just kind of it's very easily for her to actually put the hurt, the, phys, the, actual, the physical, actually uh, the physical, the physical hurt onto someone, even if it wasn't involved in the match. Even even if it was something, of course, something else here. Of course, uh, now of course some pop culture news that you would normally would hear on WWS outside the ropes every Wednesday night. Uh, there's a few stories here that, uh, that of course, that has been around here that seem very, very appealing here. Let's see what we have here. Uh, as before, and we'll do, we'll read off two or three of these before we close out for the night. Jeremy Thomas put out the story yesterday as Looney Tunes was HBO Max's top hit in the first four days. HBO Max is just over a week old, and its biggest hit isn't HBO's big heavyweight shows, but instead Looney Tunes. Bloomberg reports that the new episodes of Warner Brothers animated characters were the most popular of the launch offerings by far, being 16.5 more in demand than the average HBO Max show. Kids Fair. Also registered high marks with the not-too-late show with Elmo, which was 10 times more popular than the average show. New original adult pair came in strong as well. I bet slightly less so with Anna Kendrick's Love Life at 8.4 times the popularity and the uh, Ball cult- Culture just Competition Series Legendary 5.4 times more popular than the average. The report does not make it clear where, the, where non-original content like Game of Thrones West Westworld and Friends ranked, except to say that Looney Tunes and Elmo were the two most popular shows in the first four days, and that Love Life, Love Life has since taken number two from Elmo. It did know, however, that while initial viewing is strong, the service has not launched with the show at the level of the Mandalorian. By comparison, the Star Wars series was a stunning 46.1 times more popular than the average Disney Plus show when it debuted. HBO Max plans to continue rolling out new content progressively throughout the year as opposed as opposed to a post of new content all at once. Love Life, Elmo, and Legendary started with three episodes each and have released one to three episodes in the week since, as opposed to releasing the whole series at once in binge-worthy fashion. So it looks like, like I said, uh, it's a, that I've all things believe it or not, it's kind of uh, it's kind of pulling uh, it's kind of pulling some weight there. Now here's one here here's one story that really really kind of caught my eye, and the reason why I say this, ladies and gentlemen, is because one thing I have noted here that, other than wrestling, there's a I have a lot of interest. I'm sure Fonzie's heard me say, J.D. and John, and a lot of people have heard me say, that in addition to Wrestling. There is one other thing that I am they 100% fond of, and that is Star Trek, science fiction. Uh, well, more specifically, Star Trek, I will say. And this story really caught my eye the minute I saw it here. I had to read this. Jeremy Thomas posted this yesterday. As the original Captain Kirk himself, William Shatner, would love to reprise Captain Kirk in a Star Trek movie. Now, that's news I have not heard in ages, but let me, let me read this. William Shatner would be happy to reprise his role of Captain Kirk in a Star Trek film if the opportunity makes sense. Shatner, who had not played the role since his character Captain Kirk died in the 1994 film Star Trek Generations, spoke with Metro UK and was asked if he would be interested in reprising the role. If they wrote it and made it reasonable sense, then I would love to, Shatner said. I wouldn't do a series if the role was written properly and it wasn't a cameo or gratuitous being there being there, being there just to show my face. I wouldn't do that. Shatner added that, that he has yet to watch any of the recent Star Trek TV shows, saying Patrick Stewart's a great friend of mine, but I haven't seen Star Trek Picard. I haven't watched any Star Trek. I don't like watching myself on television. Both Picard and two seasons of Star Trek Discovery are available on CBS <laughs> All Access. Believe it or not, a new TV series, *Strange New Worlds*, showcasing the crew of Christopher Pike, number one in stock, who was played by Ethan Peck aboard the original Enterprise before James T. Kirk became the captain, is currently, as of right now, in the works. So it looks like uh, maybe at some point down the road, if someone comes up with something very interesting, I would we may get to see. William Shatner come back in a movie playing his legendary role of Captain James D. Kirk. I personally would like, I would be one of the first ones in line to go see that if they ever made that happen. I will say that. Uh, and one other story here that we'll bring in before we, before, uh um before we, um, before we, before we leave out for the, for the for the day, which actually this story came out on Thursday, but I will go ahead and read this. Um, Jeremy Thomas posted this, like I said on Thursday. Box office is expected to drop fifty percent from what it was in 2019 due to the pandemic. I will not say the name of it because I'm just tired of I'm just tired of seeing the name. Theater chains are of course taking a big hit due to the pandemic, and now we may know just how much, according to Variety. A report from research company Moffitt Nathanson has concluded that box, the box office will be down 52% year-to-year year from 2019. According to the report, the 2020 box office is likely to end up at around $5.5 billion compared to 2019's $11.4 million. But Yeah. That said, this is an optimistic projection, and the firm suggests that it could dip even lower if things don't turn around soon. Number is reliant on most major theater chains opening up in July. It is believed per the report that 2021 will bounce back significantly to the nine point seven billion total thanks to a stronger release slate. To be completely fair, 2020 was always expected to be down from the highs of 2019, which saw a multitude of huge successes, which was led, of course, by Avengers Endgame. But obviously it was never expected to be this low until the pandemic hit. The author of the report did note Given the uncertainty around the key questions we mentioned above, including sticking to the to July release dates when key markets reopen and willingness to move the growers to return before a vaccine, our estimates today are very much a work in progress with lots of volatility in the months ahead. So it looks like, like I said, it'd be some time before we see an uprise, of course, and going to the movie theater, but. I think that was kind of, uh, I think that was kind of expected, ever since this pandemic hit. I think it was around right at the middle of the end of March, things when this all, all happened, and of course it's still, of course, affecting a lot of people here today, and of course we all hope that this thing goes away here very, very soon. Uh, well, Fonzie, we haven't let, had a chance to let you talk here uh, since you've been here. Uh Please feel free to take a few moments there if you wish to go out anything that might be on your mind. Uh no, nah, just listen what you got to say. I thought just watching Three oh. Stooges making me laugh right now. Okay. Okay. Well. Nah, nah. Okay. There you go. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's, some, that's some classic stuff right there. So very good there. Very good indeed. Uh. Just also, I think you didn't mention this. We did. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't mention this, of course. A little bit. Uh, um, I believe you <laughs> have a note let me, let me, let me Okay. Well, I'll wait. This. Sorry, No, Sorry. He <laughs> well, anyway. <You> tripped over <laughs> somebody's feet and he had an ice cream cone on his nose. Oh, 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 yeah. oh okay. Oh, yeah. Those are classic numbers, right there. Yes, they always yeah. deliver a lot of. This. But, um, but I know you did mention this, of course, I think the other night or last night, but I got to get you. I'd like to get your take one more time, if I may. Uh, given, of course, like I said, the the, uh, sit, the given the, of course, what's going to go down at this in your house event coming up tomorrow night. Uh, do you expect any any anything surprising to happen as far as this show is concerned? Uh, do you expect anything interesting to happen? Uh, hopefully it's gonna it be an awesome show tomorrow night. We'll see. Okay. Any any particular match you're looking forward to? To um, looking forward to? Uh, um. Looking forward to. There you go. Adam Cole and Dream Team. Right. Right. I think I think a lot of folks have pretty much said that uh, that that is that one, and maybe the uh, maybe the women's title match possibly might be another. I'm not sure. But I did also report here we have not heard from Shaq as far as predictions here yet. He said he was actually going to jump on and do it here and, and try it out, but he has not. We have not gotten with him here yet. He hasn't he hasn't left any predictions here yet. However, we did get Michelle's predictions in. Uh, Danny has decided to sign on. And in a bit of surprise, Sponsy, you've heard me talk about this all week long. The Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, did decide today to actually go through with it and decide she's going to be in it too. So I got her predictions in as well. So if we can get Shax in here, we will have nine people, including yourself, uh, taking part in uh, in this channel so and this time Fonzie remember is not title belts it is title shots Uh, and also uh, stay on the line here just for a little bit Fonzie after the show because I like to mention something to you here before uh, before you leave so if you can stick around for just one second I appreciate that Okay. on that note ladies and gentlemen I want to thank you for listening in here to episode 210 of WWS Power Hour. I definitely, once again, second week in a row, got to thank the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie for stepping in here and uh, and, uh, and and sit with, sitting with me having a very unique conversation about everything here, of course. Be sure to catch us for WWS this morning, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Uh, caller ID, 805-8613-POUND as we will, of course, bring you, of course, uh, uh, Sunday's history and birthdays. Also, of course, we'll bring you another recap uh, if we do get an update from Shaq as far as, of course, his predictions for the show tomorrow night, we'll bring those to you. Then uh, but we'll run everything down. We'll run through everything one more time. Uh, also, of course, uh, some more wrestling tidbits coming in through 411mania.com. So be sure to listen in on all that coming up here tomorrow morning uh, at 8 a.m. Of course, for WWS this morning, 805-8613-POUND. <clears throat> Uh, like I said, on that note, uh, we do thank you for joining us for episode 210 of WWS Power Hour. I do want to thank the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, for joining me here there tonight. Uh, and of course, like I said, folks, be sure to check out everything we've got posted here in our groups in WWS. Of course, as of course, my, my, our pandemic relief uh, uh, package. Of course, like I said, you can check out everything from classic sports, uh, classic games from baseball, basketball. Football and hockey, to classic game show moments, to classic uh, movies in the movie channel, classic animated moments on the location of animation page. Uh, also, um, let me see, um, including some classic episodes of some TV shows from WW on WWS Entertainment Cavalcade moments, that, of course, uh, involving the late Don Rickles and the late Johnny Carson. Um, you name it, we've got it there, um, so definitely, and also the Video Vault, some classic wrestling matches uh, from have dating back all the way back from the 50s all the way back through today, so be sure to sure check out what we've got posted in the Video Vault there here today. Power Hour, Episode 210 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, five years older and continuing to be bolder. The Radio Network continues to be and will forever remain. Your wrestling and pop culture connection. So, folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We will, of course, see you in the ring and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, on that red, on that, on that red carpet here. <clears throat> some, some people say, you know, they're not going to come out and stand on it yet, but we, we still, like I said, just, just of course, continue to just continue to think about it and pray. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, there, ladies and gentlemen, please, of course, follow our three-step plan of helping to get over this pandemic. Of course, wash your hands, stay clean, and of course, most importantly, as I just said, do a whole lot of praying. Absolutely. Uh, for now, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. WCWS, Mr. Chad Henshaw is here saying sign off. Thank you very much. And remember, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between, it, even what we sweep right underneath the rug, ladies and gentlemen. This is the one and the only WCWS radio network. Take care, and God bless, folks. Have yourself a terrific evening, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. And stay cool out there, too. Take care.